and welcome back to another BWL podcast. Today we have a very, very special guest that we are extremely excited to have with us. Uh, you know him well. He's uh, basically a celebrity around these parts. And uh, why don't you say hello, Luke Dawson. Hey guys, how's it going? Very good, Luke. Very good. Nice to have you here today. We're so uh, today, we're, today we're going to be doing a First Impression Friday, since it is Friday. Uh, Brandon, would you like to tell the audience what book we're going to be doing? Um, the book we are reading on this fine, you know, Friday, First Impression Friday, of course. Uh, we are reading uh, Children of Blood and Bone. And, you know, I really like the cover right, cover right off the bat. Jeez. Uh, you know, it, it looks great. Do you want to describe some of it, Ryan, to us? Yeah, so uh, it appears to be, uh, I'd say, a woman with some sort of tribal golden tattoo across her forehead. Mm -hmm. She has what appears to be a gem-like crystal in the center mm -hmm. of her head. She has a sort of, like, wire uh, bandana strapped around yeah. her hair. Uh, and flowing to the top of the cover is these white strands of hair. So it's some sort of. Like, I feel like it's either hand, hair, or hand, uh, headdress attire. I don't yeah, have to agree with the hair. Yeah, hair, headdress. You it's know, we'll find flowing. out. I feel it's pretty interesting. She looks like a uh, cool character. And so, what I really like what a lot of books do is like, especially when they make their own kind of world, like that isn't based in like you know the country where the author is from or the country they're basing it off. They give like a nice little map to a show you where everything world. else. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Two big things that stick out to me is it seems to be this royal palace area, yep. which is quite far from this holy temple area. And there seems to be an ocean surrounding an, an island, some cities dotted here and there, and some plains and mountains yep. on this map. And a volcano, it seems, near the uh, city called the Roy I mean, the Royal Palace. Yeah, it seems to be a very interesting, fleshed-out world. It makes it feel yeah. like a real place. So, of course, I mean, it's hard to say how big everything is. This could be like, you know, like how big is this map? I yeah, like I'm sure. Is. The more we read, the more yeah. we'll get the sense of scale. But, um, yeah. Luke, do you want to read the um, the little book jacket summary that's on the inside oh, for yeah, the cover? Why don't we read that? You are, Luke. And then we're just going to read a few pages after that. So, Luke, why don't you start it off? Okay, so... Um, Zeli Adebola remembers when the soil of Arisha hummed with magic. Burners ignited flames, titers beckoned waves, and Zeli's reaper mother summoned forth souls. But everything changed once magic disappeared. Under the orders of a ruthless king, the magi were targeted and killed, leaving Zeli without a mother and her people without hope. Now Zeli has one chance to bring back magic and strike against the monarchy. With the help of a rogue princess, Zeli must outwit and outrun the crown prince who is hell-bent on eradicating magic for good. Danger lurks in Arisha, where snow leponaires prowl and vent... Leponaires? Interesting word. <laughs> that is an interesting word. It must be maybe made up or we're just unintelligent. <laughs> Definitely not, not a real word, I don't think. Um, where snow leponaires prowl and vengeful spirits wait in the waters. Yet the greatest threat may be Zeli herself as she struggles to control her powers and her growing feelings for an enemy. I think that's it. No, yeah, that sounds, sounds interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. That does, yeah. And I think the map ties to that because we see how the, I can only assume that, what is this place called? The Holy Temple might be our homeland because it's like magical, well, right? this place I believe is called Orisha. And the yeah. whole place is called Orisha. Orisha. Maybe yeah, like the homeland. magic is stored in the Holy Temple, right? So yeah, she comes I, from there. I think so. And her journey might be to go to the royal I'm royal hooked already, house. I'll say that. Yeah. 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 Just I'm very intrigued. It reminds me a little bit of um, the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Yeah, I can uh, see yeah, that. Like yeah, the yeah, way it's, it's, especially it's, with the map there too. Right, yeah. it's it's set up. The world is set up with a lore and a backstory and all that already, and you mm -hmm. don't have to like read about it as the story progresses. You know. Yeah. So um, there's a little uh, blurb on the back cover that I'd mm -hmm. like to read to you guys. Uh, the first three sentences are in gold, and the final one is in a crimson blood red. They killed my mother. They took our magic. They tried to bury us. Now we rise. 
Ooh, that's very oh, eerie. Sort of like very eerie. Story? Now, this book sounds yeah, pretty incredible, guys. Incredible. So I say we uh, it's, it's very, crack it open. Yeah, so Connor, would you like to read the first page? Oh, sure, Ryan. Actually, there's this first like I think blurbs of our. Well, members, so. let me read the um, the dedication, and then Connor, right. if you want to read the little uh, sure. the blurb yeah. at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So the dedication is to mom and dad who sacrificed everything to give me this chance, and to Jackson who believed in me in this story long before I did. I love dedication. Yeah, because it's always important to know someone came. They make it feel more personal. The author, yeah. So um, we have something called the Magi Clans. Connor, would you like to explain uh, these two pages to us? Uh, it's just a list. So. so these two pages are a list of, I believe, are clans probably. Mm -hmm. um, sort of backstory. Yeah, clans. Yeah. <clears throat> a little bit of uh, backstory into um, you know more of the world. Um, now, all these clans have different titles, or at least Magi titles, yep. which I'm guessing are the leaders of these clans. I think it seems as if, though, like, each Magi has a different kind of element or field they represent. Yeah, there's sort of yeah. factions based on the elements, it seems. And it seems like they have deities, too. So there's <laughs> some sort of religions based on mm -hmm. all of them. Yep. So polytheistic, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Why, don't, why, don't we, uh, why don't we see what they got here? Next page. A little blurb. I guess I'll read this. Uh... I try not to think of her, but when I do, I think of rice. When mom was around, the hut always smelled of jollof, jollof, rice. Hmm. I think about the way her dark sign glowed like the summer sun, and the way her smile made Baba come alive. The way her white hair fuzzed and coiled, an untamed crowd that crown that breathed and thrived. I hear the myths that uh, she would tell me at night, to Zane's laughter when they played Agbon in the park. Baba's cries as the soldiers wrapped a chain around her neck. Her screams as they dragged her into the dark. The incantations that spewed from her mouth like lava. The magic of death that led her astray. I think about the way her corpse hung from that tree. I think about the king that who took her away. Wow. Sounds great. That, was a lot well, of that first little, uh, blurb's pretty powerful. So, uh, <laughs> the, the actual first page, who's going to read that? I mean, Should we let our special guest I read? feel like Dawson, yeah, take it away. Kick it, it off. Yeah, I can do that. <clears throat> you know, new beginnings, new chapter, you know? <clears throat> okay. So this first... Um, this first phrase is italicized and uh, capitalized. Um, pick me. It's all I can do not to scream. I dig my nails into the marula oak of my staff and squeeze to keep from fidgeting. Beads of sweat drip down my back, but I can't tell if it's from dawn's early heat or from my heart slamming against my chest. Moon after moon I've been passed over. Today can't be the same. I tuck a lock of snow white hair behind my ear and do my best to sit still. As always, Mama Agba makes the, makes the selection grueling staring at each girl just long enough to make us squirm. Her brows knit in concentration, deepening the creases in her shaved head. With her dark brown skin and muted caftan, Mama Agba looks like any other elder in the village. You would never guess a woman her age could be so lethal. Ahem. Yemi clears her throat at the front of the hair, a not-so-subtle reminder that she's already passed this test. She smirks at us as she twirls her hand-carved staff, eager to see which one of us she gets to defeat in our graduation match. Most girls cower at the prospect of facing Yemi, but today I crave it. I've been practicing, and I'm ready. I know I can win. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting really yeah, I'm, I'm hooked already, um, yeah. to be honest. Before we go any further, I want to let everybody know that uh, Miss Hulk, uh, Miss Hulk um, suggested this book to us. Mm -hmm. She said, you guys should do a First Impression Friday on this. 
Um, one thing she noted was that this book is basically a mixture of Hunger Games, Black Panther, and what was the third thing? Uh, Harry Potter. Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. For the whole Hunger magic Games element, I yeah, Tell seen. me that doesn't sound amazing, and I think this book is yeah. living up to the I expectations. I think definitely when we see something like some sort of like elimination round in a book, you yeah, know, you it get seems more like interesting. some sort of tribal challenge is going Because now you know like a character may, this like depends on a character's life maybe, yeah. or like some characters may get eliminated. Yeah, in the, the stakes have been set ritual. on page one, which is mm-hmm. incredibly impressive mm-hmm. from the author, um, Tomi Adeyemi. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a very just uh, interesting thing that a writer could be You're able very to do gripped that. right away. It, yeah. You already get some backstory too. It's like, yeah. you know, she's maybe like a fledgling still learning or she, and she wants to pass this trial. Yeah, if I can have all these thoughts within one page of writing, I think you as an author have done an excellent yeah. job. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like yeah. yeah. Even if even if the rest of the book isn't quite a like doesn't quite live up to that first page, yeah. you're already hooked by that yeah. first page and maybe even the first chapter, so. Yeah. I think no. something like this makes dry spots like okay to get through because now you you want to know, you know the you potential. Want more. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the most important thing an author can do in their first few chapters is to hook you in, and I think that um, Adeyemi has done an amazing job so far. Already, yeah. Would we each like to read one more page? I um, think yeah, and then we can uh, we know. can continue our discussion. Yes. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and read page two if you guys would like. Do you want three? Do you want three, Connor? I don't know. Maybe I'll get four. Or I can get three. You get four. What do you want? I'll take four. Okay. I'll take three. All right. All right. <clears throat> Mama Agba's weathered voice breaks through the silence. A collective exhale echoes from the 15 other girls who weren't chosen. The name bounces around the woven walls of the reed Ahere until I realize Mama Agba's called me. Really? Mama Agba smacks her lips. I can choose someone else. No, I scramble to my feet and bow quickly. Thank you, Mama. I'm ready. The sea of brown faces parts as I move through the crowd. With each step, I focus on the way. My bare feet drag against the reeds of Mamba Agba's floor. Testing the friction, I'll need to win this match and finally graduate. When I reach the black map that marks the arena, Yemi is the first to bow. She waits for me to do the same, but her gaze only stokes the fire in my core. There's no respect in her stance, no promise of a proper fight. She thinks because I'm a diviner, I'm beneath her. She thinks I'm going to lose. Bow, Zelly. Though the warning is evident in Mama Agba's voice, I can't bring myself to move. This close to Yemi, the only thing I see is her luscious black hair, her coconut brown skin, so much lighter than my own. Her complexion carries the soft brown of Orishans who've never spent a day laboring in the sun, a privileged life funded by hush coin from a father she never met, some noble who banished his bastard daughter to our village in shame. I push my shoulders back and thrust my chest forward, straightening though I need to bend. Yemi's features stand out in the crowd of diviners, adorned with snow-white hair. Diviners who've been forced to bow to those who look like her time and time again. Zelly, do not make me repeat myself. But Mama. Oh. Bow or leave the ring. You're wasting everyone's time. With no other choice, I clench my jaw and and bow, making Yemi's insufferable smirk blossom. Was that so hard? Yemi bows again for good measure. If you're going to lose, do with pride. Muffled giggles break out among the girls, quickly silenced by a sharp wave of Mama Agba's hand. I shoot them a glare before focusing on my opponent. We'll see who's giggling when I win. Take position. We back up the edge of the mat and kick our staffs up from the ground. Yemi's sneer disappears as her narrow, as her eyes narrow, her killer instinct emerges. We stare, we stare each other down, waiting for the signal to begin. I worry Mama Agba will drag this out forever when at last she shouts, Commence! And instantly, I'm on the defensive. Before I can even think of striking, Yemi whips around with the speed of a chetanere. Her staff swings over her head in one moment at my neck the next. 
Though the girls behind me gasp, I don't miss a beat. Emmy may be fast, but I can be faster. When her staff nears, I arc as far as my back will bend, dodging her attack. I'm still arced when Yemi strikes again, this time slamming her weapon down with the force of a girl twice her size. I throw myself to the side, only across the mat as her staff smacks against its reeds. Yemi rears back to strike again as I struggle to find my footing. Zele, Mame Agba warns, but I don't need her help. In one smooth motion, I roll back to my feet and thrust my staff upward, blocking Yemi's next blow. Our staffs collide with a loud crack, the reed wall shudder, my weapon is still reverberating from the blow when Yemi pivots to strike at my knees. Wow, it's getting intense already. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah well. And it's only what, page four? I yeah, know. I mean, my page goodness. Page six, but you know. Well, I can't read. <laughs> no, it won't. All right. All right. Um, I push my front leg and swing my arms for momentum, cartwheeling in midair. As I flip over our outstretched staff, I see my first opening, my chance to be on the offensive. Huh, I grunt, using the momentum of the aerial to land a strike of my own. Come on. Yemi's staff smacks against mine, stopping my attack before he even starts. Patience, Zelly. Mama Agba calls out. It's not your time to attack. Observe. React. Wait for your opponent to strike. I stifle my groan, but nod, stepping back with my staff. You'll have your chance, I coach myself. Just wait your turn. That's right, Zell. Yemi's voice dips so low, only I can hear it. Listen to Mama Agba. Be a good little maggot. And there it is, that word. That miserable, degrading slur. Whispered with no regard, wrapped in the ignorant, sorry, arrogant smirk. Uh, before I can stop myself, I thrust my staff forward, only a hair from Yemi's gut. I'll take one of Mama Agua's infamous beatings for this later. But the fear in Yemi's eyes is more than worth it. Hey, through Yemi turns to Ma Mama Agua uh, to interfere. Um, she doesn't have time to complain. I twirl my staff with a speed that makes her eyes widen before launching into another attack. This isn't the exercise, Yemi shrieks, jumping to evade my strike, strike at the, her knees. Uh, Mama, must she fight your battles for you? I laugh. Come on, Yem. If you're going to lose, do it with pride. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I'm hooked, man. I know. Yeah, me too. I think to describe combat that well is pretty amazing to me. I, I completely understand what Miss Hulk was saying about this being like yeah, Black Panther is, now. It's kind of yeah, like a tribal it's challenge. Yeah, tribal, for sure. But then you um, see like the... But the, the magical whole, elements. Then yeah. there's the whole... Um, I'm sorry. Forgetting the name, Hunger Games, Hunger Games aspect where you know it's a challenge, yeah, and then you have the whole magic it. aspect, yeah. which I assume we would get into later, yeah, in which they probably have spells or different. The author is just setting up on. all these elements of the story that I'm so intrigued by. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm going to be describes. Yeah, I'm going to be 100 percent honest. I really want to read this book. Yeah, right yeah. Me too. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> we're going to have to ask, you know, fight over who Hulk gives this book. I'm going to have to buy my own. I'm going to be honest. Honestly, I mean, you know, waiting that <laughs> to long. see what goes I, on. Uh, I went to Mr. Savage's room today. In, class, or, uh, in a study and he uh, Miss Hulk came in and they were talking <clears throat> and he was asking me about this and what we were going to do and, and she said oh you should you should take um, this book this Children of Blood and Bone uh, to, to do your first impression Friday I was like oh that's a good idea and Mr. Savage was like oh so you're going to have it today I was like yeah he's like I'll pay you five bucks if you give it to me. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I've been wanting to read that book for a while. So obviously, it has a, a good, a good uh, reputation. And I can Definitely. see why. Yeah. yeah, obviously, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, <clears throat> it seems like it's just a very interesting. I, I just love the premise of it, and, and we can the, see there's kind the of like, a, like some, you know, clear like intention before between our yeah. main character, where like the yeah. word maggot seems to be very. It hurts her, and she yeah, really we're and starting she starts to, learn, to like yeah. yeah. It we're understanding starts, what sets her off. It makes yeah. her angry, you know, yeah. and she starts to seem to violate the rules, it seems. Yeah, know? I like that she's an emotional, rebellious mm -hmm. character who kind of acts on instinct, mm -hmm. and it's kind of a flawed character right now, and I'm so interested to see how she's going to progress as the story goes on. 
so I think so far I would rate this book like a solid like eight out of ten. You know, I'm really like enjoying. Yeah, the, and we're like, on page there, six, yeah. so I mean, yeah. if you could get an eight out of ten <laughs> like, on page yeah. six, yeah. you're right. doing something that's, right. Yeah, that's so, yeah. So, any other topics you want to cover today? I mean, Anyone? I know Luke's got some football soon, but uh, I guess that would be up to Luke. Yeah, I mean, well, what time is it? Uh, right now it is two twenty-three. Uh, we can go a little longer. Okay. Yeah. So, All right, Luke, uh, yeah. you had something you wanted to discuss here on the podcast, and what topic was that? Yeah. So, um, I know that everybody, um, everybody in this car has um, commitments outside of school, and uh, mm-hmm. I just I wanted to talk about how um, maybe for some of the the listeners that also have commitments, or even for those that don't that maybe want to get into them, um, what it you know what what it entails to be able to balance um schoolwork and your and even if you don't have a commitment you know you balance your social life and your home life and all that stuff and um i don't know i i think at least for me as as somebody that um you know i've been in fairly high level classes for uh for most of my school career i mean i'm not you know i'm not a genius but i've taken a couple ap's and you're an ap lit right now right right, yeah Yeah, um and i think excuse me i think it's important for you know even if you're a student that that ha- that is taking four, like you are, it's important to be able to um, mm-hmm. kind of step back from that. And yeah, yes, you need to get your work done. Yes, you need to do well in these classes in order to get the credit for college and all yeah, that stuff. Yep. But I think it's important for your your mental health to um, to step back and make sure you're getting time with your family and with yeah, your friends definitely. and yeah. you know girlfriends or you know sports teams or whatever. And mm-hmm. and I think it's hard, especially now. Um, kids have shorter attention spans which you know i definitely my my attention span could use some some work um mm-hmm. yeah but it's we all could yeah. right yeah. yeah so it's hard to focus sometimes on on one thing let alone balancing five six yeah, it's, seven it's different all about things. the balance it's all about yeah you know juggling all these things and trying to stay mentally healthy mm-hmm. and not drive yourself insane with all your commitments but at the same time you know doing all these things and trying to make your life as the best it can be and not just mm-hmm. you know being complacent and doing a few things you know you want to yeah. do almost everything that you have the power to do you know right. or else you'd be wasting your time on this earth so to speak so i just feel like you have a point there that as high school students it's a big responsibility for us to do all these things and mm-hmm. balance all these things and i know you and me have worked you've worked multiple jobs you are currently working multiple jobs right mm-hmm. and uh you know i work after school we all have homework we all have studying we all have sports teams or whatever it can definitely be a challenge but i think maintaining your balance is one of the most important things you can do yeah Definitely. Yeah, and there's so many things like I want to do now, especially my senior year. I feel like yeah, it's an important time in our life. I feel like I found so much many things I want to do, especially when it's the last year of high school. Mm-hmm, so it's right. kind of like nervous and exciting to go on to college and have more time in a way, because yeah. mm-hmm. you know now it's more you're adulting, you're planning your own life and schedule. Yeah. And yeah. if I remember, Luke, you know, uh, I think back in Sav's class, you did a big presentation on sleep. And I know yeah. that's important to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, like balancing all these things, you know, you may you may have to stay up late, and you know, if you're gonna Certainly, if you're yeah. not if you're gonna not do your homework and talk to your friends instead to maintain that that relationship that you have with them, you know, you're gonna have to stay up late and do your homework uh, yeah. later later at night, um, and not getting enough sleep can actually really um, kind of derail you and and yeah. Um, yeah. make your quality of life much less enjoyable. Um, yeah, I think I think sleep or lack thereof can be the biggest obstacle in a high school mm-hmm. student's life. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know your father is, like, works yeah, with he's sleep, right? Yeah, so he's a... His official job title is um, fatigue science manager um, oh, wow. or fatigue science expert or something at um, 
Caterpillar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he, he doesn't actually operate the, the machines that Caterpillar makes. Yeah. Um, but what he does is he, is he, go, he goes to, he travels to the mines where they use those massive treks that are, you know, two or three stories tall. Yeah. Um, and he, he, you know, gets all the guys, all the drivers together and, and basically he says, hey, look, you know, <clears throat> you guys are working 12 hour days. It's a boring job. You're driving in circles all day up and down a mine. You're going to fall asleep. You're going to have these events. Um, you need to make sure that when you're when you're going home and sleeping, that you're that you're getting good solid sleep and that you're getting enough of it. Yeah. Um, and the way to do that is, you know, you you build um, you build routines. It takes about three days to build a solid sleep routine. So yeah. if you go to bed at nine um, every night for a week, you're going to have a really solid routine. Mm-hmm. And you know, for the next couple of weeks, unless you break it, you know, you're, you'll start getting tired around eight thirty nine. And, you know, generally you'll fall asleep and you'll get into that, that routine, excuse me, that routine. Yeah. Um, but if you break that, um, it, again, it takes, and you see this with jet lag and stuff like that. It takes a couple of days to get, you know, onto that and, you know, onto the next pattern. So, but with, with, uh, with high school kids, generally sleeping patterns are erratic. And when you don't, when you don't get enough sleep or when it's not regular enough, and that's the thing, people are like, oh, I get, you know eight or nine hours of sleep a day, but you know, two of it's in study at school. And yeah. you know, then, then I get four when I go home and then I wake up at 3 a.m. and I do my homework and then I go back to sleep for another hour. And yeah, it's unhealthy. Yeah. And it, it is unhealthy and you know, it, it's not great for you, but also um, the human body is an amazing, amazing um, organism or, mm-hmm. you know, it really is a machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I agree. And it's extremely adaptable. And, and when you do, when you break those routines and that type of thing, um, you know, it's not good for you, but it, it, it is giving you a little bit of uh, adversity, and um, I think that can build character too. Yeah. So I think I'll just say this anecdotally that uh, for the past few months since the beginning of school, I've been going to bed at unhealthy times. I like you know far yeah, in the a.m. So <laughs> However, the past two nights I've gone to bed at eleven, which isn't great, but it's you know it's way better than three a.m. Do you feel better? And I, I was going to say I feel so much better. I've been participating in my classes <laughs> right, <yep>. more, and <laughs> it's funny that we got on the subject of sleep because i've been getting more sleep lately and it's been making me feel like an entire new human being oh yeah, um, yeah so i would amazing. recommend uh, yeah. all our viewers out there get a few more hours of sleep <laughs> yeah, today. Get a few it's more a friday hours. enjoy it's a your good weekend. pastime too you know sleeping i think it's a good nap, you <laughs> yeah. know? if you can't right. read at least you can sleep so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and and um like i said earlier i mean you know it is it is better to get those um six to eight hours of sleep in a row um yeah, but if you're getting them in, you know, it's, it's, if you're getting them in, it's better than not getting them in, you know? Yeah, so I'd, if you I'd do, agree. and naps actually, um, I'm sure many people know, but naps are more effective when, the shorter they are. So yeah. if you take mm-hmm. a 15, 20 minute nap, you're going to get more of a boost and more of, more of a, um, a positive uh, experience from it than if you take a four hour nap, you know, cause I'm, I'm yeah. guilty of that. I'm a long yeah. napper. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, it feels good sometimes you yeah, wake up and, course, but sometimes. usually, usually the, uh, general mm-hmm. consensus Excuse me. When people um, wake up from a nap, a long nap is, oh, I'm, you know, I'm groggy. I don't. I want to yeah, go back to I sleep. Agree, and yeah. I think that makes sense because you're staying still for so long, but not exactly getting a full rest. You're right. Right. Half rest. Exactly. Your body needs because your body. Um, and I could get into it. There's a whole bunch of science behind it, but essentially, your the body is is um, more aware in the in like mid morning and like mid evening to like nighttime because yeah. if you look back at at our ancestors. Um, they would they would uh, go out and hunt and gather and all that stuff and then right at noontime the sun's the highest it's hot outside nobody wants to go out you know the danger is higher because all the animals are out hunting 
you go to you go inside a cave, you take a, a little short little nap, or you you know you relax, or you make your your midday meal, and then you go back out in the, in the afternoon evening, and mm-hmm. so that's where that. Um, now that's interesting. Yeah, that's where that it's primal. Uh, it's, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that. where that comes yeah. from. And, and, I didn't know that. That's very interesting. Yeah. I feel like we'd love so. to have a sleep podcast at some time. <laughs> I was yeah, just thinking I, the same thing. Be interesting, We're yeah. definitely gonna have yeah, to have you definitely, back. Definitely, because you know, sleep <laughs> it's really great to see you passionate about something. Yeah. Being able to ramble on about it, it's really great. You know, have that passion. It's been it's been great having you, Luke. I dare say it's been an honor. Yeah, it's really an honor for me. I'm I'm very honored to be on the podcast. I know you have to get going soon, but I just want to sincerely thank you for your your time on the podcast. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. We hope to have you again soon. I'd love to be back. And I think uh, it's about time we wrap it up. So, uh, Luke, would you like to give us a a word to send us off? Um, Well, make sure you're getting sleep. Um, Make sure, you know, you're you're maintaining those um, relationships outside of school. Um, And I hope everybody has a good day. Thank you, Luke. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs)